And that's why persistence pays off. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. We'll circle back to that one in a little bit, but please, uh, please. how's it going, man? You know, it's all right. It's it's all right. Some ups, some downs, some ins, some outs, some what have yous. Hey, man, that's that's lie. Yeah, we'll um, we'll dig a little more into that in a bit, but uh, yes, generally life life continues apace. You? How about Good. you? So, uh, planning. Uh, so, spring break is next week. Nice. And we decided that uh, spring break has uh, been fun for the kids for long enough. So, we are taking our children and sending them to their grandparents. And uh, me, Amber, and our next door neighbors are flying to Denver Sweet. Uh, to spend spring break there. Nice. So, if you are a listener in the Denver area and you have any recommendations, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Love to see them. Love to check them out. Very nice. So uh, does we've that got mean, a pretty good list, though. Does that mean I need to find somebody else to do an episode with next week? No, because we'll be back on Wednesday, so gotcha. we will be able to reconvene at our scheduled time. Okay. Good plan. I wouldn't I wouldn't have, like, done that to you on the, on the podcast. <laughs> hey, man, by the way. Well, I have a plan, but it's all right. It's all right. Well, we, there were some conversations on the Slack channel about, uh, some really interesting topics, yes. uh, that might involve, uh, some, some guesting, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got some, some other just travel datey summary things coming up. So, um, we need to have those things at the ready. Yep. So it'll all work out. We'll get it all it will. taken care of. It will. My, um, big summer trip is going to be to my family's cabin in Eastern Idaho, Mm-hmm. Um, which I haven't been to in three years um, because we didn't manage it the summer before COVID. And yeah, then, you know, reasons. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but they have cable. They have, not cable, they have they have um, fiber there. So I'll be working some from there and we can totally do a podcast from beside the North Fork of the Snake River in Idaho. It'll be really something. Look at that. Yeah. We could do it on, like, you could do it outdoors. Yeah, yeah, slapping Good. mosquitoes. You'll hear me slapping. Well, yeah, so we could... I mean, now with the, uh, with the setup I've got, I could theoretically, you know, we could pod from wherever. It's true. So maybe we'll try that sometime. Yeah. Live from the hotel that I'm staying at or whatever. That's <laughs> right. From the green room. Like, yeah. From all the kids, all the kids in the background. Yeah. Right. That, that's quality It'll material. Be delightful. Indeed. Yeah. Speaking of things that are delightful, I've got just so many things to brag on about <sighs> uh, about this this listenership. You yes, know? yes, yes. So I wanted to uh, call out a couple of uh, a few folks just based on some correspondences I've had over the past week, uh, and just uh, take the opportunity to say thank you to uh, to our community. Uh, top of the list, first and foremost, uh, Fred Ellsworth. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, generous contribution on yeah. the PayPal account. Very much. Um, you know, there's definitely some stuff that we can uh, put your uh, generous uh, giving towards. So uh, we're super stoked for that. Um, I, I, I sent uh, Dan a text. Say, hey, you need anything? He was like, what? <laughs> Seriously. Well, and it's it's um it's great to know that we provided that amount of value in a listener's life that they'd feel like they, you know, a, a donation at that level would be, you know, worthy compensation. It's just it's really gratifying. Yeah. And uh, we'll probably uh, shoot him a little invite so he can uh, hang out on the Slack. Yeah, I think a, so. That's a very, I think so. It's a very easy thing to uh, to account for sure. for his uh, generosity. That's quite a few weeks, uh, quite a few months of five dollar Patreon. Oh yeah, level, for sure. So, yeah. Um, and 
in the absence of a five-star podcast review, I will read his message hmm. uh, from the PayPal note, which is, really love what, uh, what you guys do. Thank you for everything. So thank you, Fred. Uh, that was a very lovely uh, surprise to uh, to get on a on a weekday. So thank you very much. So um, moving on from that, uh, I had... Uh, you know, because we are so accessible and we're on all of these different channels, gotten some um, some folks who are listeners and fans reach out uh, on multiple channels. Uh, I had a really fun conversation with a guy named Logan Daniels, uh, who has a band called Risky Biscuit. Nice. Uh, they are <laughs> technically they are the Risky Biscuit band. All right. Um, and uh, come to find out they are local and he uh when he had sent me a dm and i looked him up and we had one mutual friend and that mutual friend was the guy who went to high school and they were like apparently like best friends and i was like oh you dingus you know jeff (laughs) and he's like i do know jeff we're gonna go play golf this uh this week and then we had a a fun conversation about the uh atlanta music scene over the past 15 some odd years and um he was asking questions about his band uh does uh twitch streams and you know, if I had any insight on that. And I was like, I consume a lot of Twitch compilation footage. I don't necessarily like consume Twitch as a, like a, a normal, like yeah. one of their, uh, patrons, I, I guess. Um, but you know, if you understand the format, it is a fantastic mm-hmm. way to, um, to connect with people. Yeah. But you gotta be consistent. That's, that's the real thing. Like and, you gotta like, and long form, right? Like there's, there's, yeah, you gotta be, gotta be regular with it and it's gotta be, volumes of content that is not dull yeah <laughs> so you have to be enter- you have to be entertaining like at length yeah for like hours at a time no, yeah no small yeah. feat yeah uh but yeah we just had a fun conversation and um he's a local dude so maybe i'll get a chance to like run into him uh in in real life yeah and uh this past week i was supposed to meet up with our buddy john from level up out of new york uh he was coming down to atlanta for a uh for like a work thing but uh, they got a call that they were getting to close on their house, which is uh, more important than a business trip uh, in that case. Yeah. But he was really stoked on that because he was moving from an apartment to like a house with a like a finished basement. Sweet. Like, All right. So now I've got like a band layer. Love it. So that's very cool. Love it. And then uh, I had mentioned our Kiwi friend, Paul Butler, uh, a couple of times where uh, he lives in New Zealand and uh, has been reaching out, asking questions about stuff and he had we had gone back and forth a little bit uh today uh you know he's had some drummer issues and he's got a new drummer but new drummer means new challenges so always uh working working through all of those things yeah yeah so again it's so cool i i love our community and i i you know i love getting to talk with people all over this great world of ours it's very cool you know at my show last night um it's being a risky biscuit another good band names um there was a there was a a guy at my trivia show last night who's a drummer in a band called floorboard cheese okay and i don't know what they do i don't know anything about them i haven't googled them yet but i like the name floorboard cheese i think that's it's vivid it's uh it's just you know people people have these names and and they just they they elicit a uh a response it's true yes in in your mind's eye yeah it, it is yeah and I don't want to. Say, I was having. Uh, unfortunately, I've been in the process of uh, working through a um, a true crime series about this guy named Randy Kraft, who was a uh, a serial killer in California in the 1970s and early 80s. And 
there was a whole bunch of talk about his floorboards because they were soaked in blood because well, he killed like almost 70 people confirmed. Um, it's pretty terrifying. And drove them around. Well, it, it, yes. He, he That was him. Them in the car was a part of the MO. Good times. I see. I see. Well. We, can, we can change subject now. All right. All right. Let's do that. All right, so things on the uh, on the kind of in the pipeline. We've got our ticketed event uh, April fifteenth, and we are in the process of promoting all of that. I recut our eighties uh, ladies night promos with Debbie Gibson and Mark Goodman, and those are kind of making the rounds on social media, getting some good traction there. Cool. Um, working on some new tunes. We are pulling out Iran. Wow. All right. By Flock of Seagulls. Now you've done that one before. You've talked about that one. No. No, we have not done that one. Oh. Huh. We've thought about it, and I, I still haven't conversed with our, our MD because he's the one putting the tracks together. The tracks, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of wave to it. Because, mm. um, you know, it was, uh, I think that song was recorded in 80 or 81, and uh, it was not to a click. And I mean, you can hear it in the recording. Right. Uh, I couldn't get away. Where, wherever that snare is hitting- is not on the uh, right, right on the four right. or the three or the two or the one. If we're yeah, being honest, no, it's it's yeah, or any ands or any es mm-hmm. or any us. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, there's just a lot of uh, speeding up, slowing down. So we've got to figure out a way to um, make that sound uh, like it's supposed to, yeah. while also making it like uh, tight for uh, for the band to play, right. I've never, I've never played to a click that deliberately changed tempo. Yeah, we've we've got a couple of songs that do that subtly. Yeah. Um, a good example of that is "Jump," because mm. uh, we do it from the original track from you know from 1984, where it's just the Oberheim, and you're just kind of following along what Eddie's playing. Yep. Um, and that speeds up and slows down, but not in like a really like drastic way you can kind of feel it push and pull a yeah. little bit yeah. yeah um but this is this is way more than that yeah yeah and not to go a rick beato on it but um that's part of the song right that's part of the energy of it is where it pushes and where it pulls and how that feels and you know it's yeah. pretty cool to be able to do that and have a click to play to um, right but it's got a, it, it, it helps if there's some 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 storytelling there some direction to it rather than just a lurch into a new tempo Right. And I think, yeah, what what we are trying to accomplish is splitting the difference. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to take some surgery is what you're saying. I, you know, I, uh, I have I have faith in uh, in Chris's ability to make those things happen. Yeah. Uh, he has done more with less. That's a, that's my favorite. That's my favorite saying. That's I like it. Thing that Amber and I have said uh, for years and years uh, whenever we run into like. Oh, I don't know how we're going to afford. The next thing is like, well, we've done more with less. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a good, good, yeah. good ways to live by. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, like I said, uh, in previous episodes, we're kind of off to the races there. Uh, I, uh, we are working in the new vocalist on that 15th date in the, uh, hopes of him doing more work, uh, as we go. Cool. And, um, I've had a couple of musicians reach out to me and about, you know, we had mentioned that whole like nineties being a separate entity thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that is getting a little bit closer to being a reality. So, um, you know, it could be something that by the time we hit the middle of the summer, like those two bands are actively playing out. So cool. Be, it'd be a, a, a new, new adventure, uh, uncharted waters for, for me, for sure. Yeah. That's See great. If I actually have the logistical brain, the logistical brain to pull it off. I'm, I'm confident you can build structures and systems. Yes. Yeah. Where they're as automated as they can possibly. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> why why, why yeah. would you do it manually? Yeah. Even if you had the brain for that, like, and I'm not saying you don't, but you know, like, why would you choose to use your brain on that? Just automate it. Well, and, and actually you, you, you bring up a good point. Um, this past week, I realized that the form that is on the WordPress site, which is what the members only site is built on, uh, stopped sending email notifications right. when people submitted. Yes. And um, uh, a prospective lead left three oh. inquiries oh. over the course of two weeks. And um, I missed them all. <sighs> and by the time I reached out to them, uh, they had, I said, I, I'm so sorry this fell through the cracks. Did you get somebody? And they quite justifiably wrote me back in a snarky tone and said, yeah, we did. Sorry. And I was like, no, no, no. I <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't apologize to me. <laughs> Yeah. So I've got I've got some decisions to make about whether we update the WordPress site if we abandon it all together and put it into um, Squarespace, which is what the agency site is on. Uh, there's also kind of a half and half where I just when you click the uh, connect or contact form, it just redirects to the Squarespace form. Yeah. I mean that's that's also a possibility. Yeah. Um, so uh, some stuff to consider. And a friend of mine had uh, suggested uh, HoneyBook as a service because it basically does the from from top to bottom, from inquiries to follow ups to contracts to payments. It's all it's all integrated. It's all in house. Huh. Um, and that that sounds appealing as well, especially if we are starting to potentially scale up. Sure. And the more automation you can put in, the the, the better for sure. You know, I used to manage the technology side of a, a marketing agency uh, a few years ago and um, we used WordPress like crazy and WordPress email forms just suddenly dying. This is not the first time I've heard of it. It's not even the second time I've heard of it. This is a thing. Yeah. This is a thing that happens. So anyone out there's using WordPress and you haven't had any contacts off your website for a while, just go take a look. Just go look. <laughs> just go look. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think that covers all the I, stuff I got going on. I have a thing. Tell, tell us about it. My new project, the, 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 the new Strange. Mm-hmm. Our first gig has been scheduled for April 2nd, which is this Saturday, day after tomorrow. And yep. The weather's looking pretty good. The bands, you know, our last two rehearsals. I'd say we're, look, we're not pristine. We're not tight like we've been gigging together for years because we haven't been. But we're like 80% of the way there, fully stage ready, plenty good enough for to, to get on stage and, and bash it out in front of some friends. Um, here's what happened this morning was that a uh, we were we were suddenly up against college basketball, which I don't know if you're aware, but in North Carolina is the state religion. Okay. And um, so while well, it suddenly hit the news that um, Duke and UNC are playing on Saturday night for a title 
for the first time in their rivalry, they're up, up against each other for this particular thing. I'm not a sports ball guy, so I don't really I can't even tell you what it is. Yeah, but even as like a like a lay person, I can understand the significance of two. Well, yeah. So their rivalry is a thing you can't escape in North Carolina for sure. That's huge. But like all right. of the articles about it, are like biggest college basketball game of all time, all time for sure. For I'm like those people. It's really that's first of all. I personally could not begin to bring myself to care, but I'm really clear that a lot of the people who have said they're coming on the Facebook event. Phew, probably care they probably they probably really care probably really care so we floated it in the comments of the facebook event like how many of you are what do you think how many of you well, yeah. you know are still coming given this news and it got clear fast that we need to reschedule like fast um there were people like well i could come but you're gonna have to find a way to put a tv on stage or like, like <laughs> I, I really want to come to the, the the party and see the band and i'm not missing that game that's not happening did I ever tell you about the time I played a frat party at UNC Chapel Hill and they had a final four game up on a screen in the corner of the room. And like I was playing into people's left ears as they were looking across the room at the TV and, and like all of their reactions were not to anything we were doing. The crowd was having big reactions or like big moments. They were react, but like it was unrelated to anything that was happening from the band. It was a very weird moment. So sure. Definitely lived that reality yeah. in, in, one form or another. Yeah. So short version is we are rescheduling for April 30th, which is the next date our host can do it. And um, the reality is that gives us a couple more rehearsals to run the show, which can't hurt. And um, no. gives us a little more time to put some put some songs up on the streaming platforms, uh, which also can't hurt. I have been thinking of this show, uh, to which I have hired a local videographer to come and take video and photographer to come and take photography. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to recruit audience people who are mostly friends to like yeah. shoot pocket video and send me that. And just like, it's all about gathering marketing materials and assembling a package. But I've thought about that as a prerequisite to getting out and selling the band for gigs. Sure. Um, and, and I'm, I'm coming to realize it's really not like the first, the first gigs I sold for the clanky Lincolns, I had nothing. I had a one sheet that I built. It was, all, right. it was what I had. I went out and I hustled on sheer charisma and a one sheet. And so I finished my one sheet for the new strange. I've printed several copies of it. My printer here, uh, fought me in one, uh, <laughs> this week. So I went to Kinko's and I got like 10 copies of my one sheet. Um, so I'm gonna hit the streets this, this weekend and, um, and not have like, I've got, you know, here's how you can hear us on Spotify. That's yeah. not, that's not nothing. Um, no. Nope. So, um, so I'm, I'm calling us ready, even though we don't have the marketing fallout from this event that I've been hoping for, but we'll get that and, uh, and it'll be a good time. So, um, the, you just got to roll with it sometimes. Sometimes basketball comes along and messes you up. Hey, you know what? Sometimes basketball comes along and gives you the biggest show of your life. Do I you know that story. I, I don't think I do. No. So, uh, my original band got asked to play at the NCAA Final Four in Atlanta back in 07. I think you have shared uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were direct support for Panic at the Disco. Right. Right. Yes. So it wasn't like when we opened for Garbage where we played on, on, the, on, on the stage and then like three hours later, Garbage played. Right. It was like the bass player was like, hey, can you leave your tuner on stage because I need to use it because this was a fly date for them. Yeah. So... Um, and yeah, that was one of those wild nights because, I mean, we got to play in front of this massive crowd and we thought that th this was like the first step 
of like the rest of yeah. this whole yeah. situation. For sure. Um, it didn't end up going that way. Oh, well. If you may have noticed. <laughs> Says Mr. Basement Podcaster. But it uh, it definitely is just one of those bucket list things. And I've, I've got the whole show. Uh, they, they gave us the, uh, the Jumbotron feed. Nice. So um, Sweet. if you go onto my personal YouTube account, there actually is some footage of me doing i believe in a thing called love uh from that show good which is pretty 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 outrageous yeah um and uh the other fun thing about that was they were doing a a um fireworks show after panic finished their set and i was out in the crowd you know enjoying the moment and um as the fireworks started it occurred to me that i did not have my tuner (sighs) Because the bass player used it, and then they were done. Right. So I ran back to the stage to grab my tuner, and what I did not know was that in preparation for this big uh, fireworks display, they were doing like a, a choreographed thing with the devil went down to Georgia, and in front of the monitors, kind of where like the the center of the stage, they had placed all of these uh, fire shooty thingies. Wow. And so I ran on stage to go grab my tuner just as like all of these pyro uh, hits started going off and I just about burned my, my, my face off. Wow. And if you, if you saw my hair back then, there was a lot of hair to singe. And and, and a uh, lot of products in it that was probably flammable. Absolutely. We hired like a hair and makeup person for that gig. (laughs) I get it. it. Yeah. It's just the way things are. That's a good story. I like that story a lot. It was fun. I hadn't heard the last part of it. Yeah. I I never really ever get to that point because people are like, oh, you have a prepared of this. That's what people want to know about. You know, how were they? I guess. I was like, well, they were like, they were brand new famous people. Yeah. And uh, they were really high on their own supply. Mm. That's all all you got to say about that. Yeah. There you go. Just as any one of us would have been if we had gotten to that level of success on our first record right. and at 19 years old. Right, right. right. Think, think of the insufferable, <laughs> just brick. Imagine yourself you been. at 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have gone well. Sobering thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I guess I, uh, I, have a, I have a tale. Tell it. A tale. Uh, this is our full circle callback moment from the the intro. Okay. Um, this is uh, again. Sometimes you go into uh, go into a week. You're like, I wonder what I'm going to talk about this week. And um, you know, other than the uh, the conversation that we we had on the uh, on the YouTubes about uh, losing Taylor Hawkins, um, you know, that definitely deserves uh, a little bit of time uh, this week. Um, I, I got a I got an inquiry. I got a, a message uh, last night from um, a club owner who, in our market, basically keeps the cover and tribute industry afloat nice. in this region. Um, he at one time owned four different venues. I think they're down. They've they've got three. They had an issue with like city council with in this one city that just didn't want them there. Mm. Um, but they basically have these three venues that are very very nice they're like top tier and you know the best cover and tribute bands roll through them on a regular basis they'll Sweet. bring acts out from california and all over um to play these clubs and 
um, the first incarnation of members only played uh, played there one of those venues um, just as things were getting started. This was a very different concept than what we landed on. This was uh, you know spandex and wigs, and it was a it was a concept uh, outside of my own control. I was mm. literally just hired to be the guy up front who sang the songs. Um, but it was a gag thing. It wasn't really, it was very much a gag thing. They're yeah. like, be steel Panther. Mm. It's like, we're not steel Panther. Yeah. There's not a, there's not a Michael star, like Iota within me, unfortunately. Right. So, um, we played and it went fine. Like the crowd seemed to like it, but it was pretty clear that the venue just wasn't feeling it. And, um, we never got asked back. And then that whole arrangement kind of fell apart and we decided we was like, okay, well we'll, we'll try and do this on our own. We kind of, we rebranded kind of took the please rock yacht rock kind of approach and like shifted things to the, the, the nucleus of uh, what members only is now. And um, I followed up and I was like, Hey, I know this wasn't really the thing that you guys were into, but uh, we've I've got a, a new project similar in scope but less cheesy yada yada yada. Here's some information. Let us know if you're interested. Uh, that first inquiry was uh, October seventh, two thousand and thirteen, which, if you're doing the math, is nearly nine years ago. Yeah. And um, didn't get a response. And. That's fine, you know. I mean, we we had no track record. We were you know, sure. It, it was it was up to us to uh, build enough of a reputation around uh, around town to kind of you know build that up, and and it it really got to the point where we just started playing private events, and it wasn't as necessary <laughs> to play those kinds of gigs. But um, you know, I, I tried to be persistent. I tried to be respectful, and I tried to um, just kind of keep a bug in their ear about it. So uh, today, because I got that th- this this request to to do it now, um, I, I wrote down every single time <laughs> I reached out for members only. Now there were some other interstitial conversations about other things. Um, I did like some solo acoustic work there, and uh, my band I, I would sub for groups and played there a couple of other times. Um, first inquiry October of 2013. Second inquiry January of 2014. Third inquiry. June of 2014, fourth inquiry, July of 2015, whole year goes by. Nothing. This is you reaching out to them to say, hey, here's my, what I have to offer. Yeah. So like maybe we put out a new promo video Yeah. or um, saw that they had something that was kind of in our lane. It was like, hey, do you need a whatever? Right. Um, So July of 2015. So there was a year, over a year between the third and the fourth. The fifth inquiry was in December of 2018. So that's three years. (laughs) The sixth inquiry was uh, February of 2019. And that was the last correspondence. Okay. So February of 2019, as things, I mean, COVID wasn't even a glimmer. No, it was a year before COVID started. Yeah. And, And crickets. Crickets. So you can imagine my shock and amazement that they reached out and were like, we want you to play, um, in our brand new, like flagship venue that they've had open for maybe a year or so. Um, and they're like, let me know what your avails are. And I just like, 
<laughs> was completely knocked for a loop. Yeah. And it's it would be easy for me to go, well, I mean, this like it's been nine years. So like who needs you? You know? I tried and tried. I don't know if it's like a who needs them. You know, I there's definitely bands in our market where their success kind of rides on their ability to play at those venues sure. because that's that's how they maintain a following in in this market. Totally. And and for us, you know, we've we've just found ways to do our thing without them. Mm-hmm. And that's always kind of been like my ethos is that if I can't get the things that I'm looking for through the traditional channels, well, I'll just figure out my own way. I mean, that's 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 how members only started in the first place. It's how we built the reputation that we built. It's how we got, you know, kind of established in the private party market and just kind of stayed there. And it's how this blog and podcast and YouTube channel got started. It's yep. like nobody's talking. So I'll just figure it out. Yep. So there was that. But just like anything in life and anything in this world is that everything is content. Yeah. So <laughs> my story of patient, non-pushy, yep. almost passive uh, persistence yeah. paid off. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I haven't... we. I'm just going to let it sit for this week. I did respond. I was like, hey, sounds good. I'll look at our calendar and let you know I'm heading out of town and um, I'll circle back, you know, in the next week or so. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You know, I have, um, I have, there's a, there's a guy who books for a few venues here who kind of has a, they're pretty, pretty prominent venues in, in the cover band world here in, in, in the triad in North Carolina. And they are, um, he tends to have a fairly small and, the word I kind of want to use, but also kind of don't want to use is clicky sort of mm. roster of bands that he likes for it. And, and that he just cycles among and breaking into that takes a lot. And, and he, and he very much puts you in like the bottom tier venue. And then if you do okay there, he works you up to the show. Um, and when he didn't fall all over himself to respond to my initial inquiry, I really was kind of like, well, all right, buddy, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. In, I'll get back to you in five years or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, when you raised that question on Slack, like here's the, here's, well, it wasn't even a question. It was sort of an observation the same way we shared it here. Um, at the same kind of thought, like if he reached out to me, like, yeah, I'd get over whatever bad feeling I had pretty quick <laughs> about him not getting back to me. I would find my way to say, you know, to, uh, to discover a yes in there somehow, uh, pretty darn quick. Well, and the thing is like, I, this isn't really a sour grape scenario. Because we, like I said, we were able to to find our way yeah. um, regardless. Like, right. you know, this band has existed for nine years and have done well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of talking to your, like your story and, and, and his as well, you know, their ba- promoters or venue owners tend to go with a certain set of groups because they're proven entities in that venue and in that market. Yeah. So it would behoove them to book, you know, sure things yeah. on, on the, you know, on, on the weekends, because that's when they're going to make all of their money. Completely. So. And, and they have a limited, um, 
you know, number of slots to take a flyer on, on an unknown quantity yep. and, you know, a almost unlimited number of bands who'd love those slots. So, yep. you know, just, it's a numbers game at that point. And in their defense, like Atlanta is not hurting for 80s groups. Right. We are one of many. Mm-hmm. I think that we offer something that's unique. I think we, um, we kind of are, are really good at threading the needle of, being really, really solid musically while putting on a really high energy show. I think, uh, there are uh, on that scale, there, there are people on the far ends Mm. in our market that, that are really kind of one or the other. Right. And I think we, we do a pretty good job of threading the needle between the two. Um, so, you know, I, I don't begrudge them using other, other groups that, you know, have done well because that's, that's what that's what venue owners are supposed to do. Sure. And to be perfectly honest, I'm I you know, I can't speak for it because I don't know, but I think it's because we have been really proactive about promoting the shows that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And that we put, you know, I put creative juices into all of the different flyers and artwork and video stuff and you know, doing paid ads for kind of raising awareness and uh, mailing lists. Like I've been, we, we've been pretty thorough about making sure that people knew that we had stuff going on. Yeah. And I, I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm fully aware that those things are visible externally. And so it, it may just very well be, well, th- you know, they, they made it through COVID and they seem to be doing well and they're working really hard to, you know, to get people out to their stuff, you know, let's, let's give them a shot. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it's interesting um, that they, surely you're right that they're paying attention to what's happening in other venues. I think that not all venue bookers, um, you know, I'm thinking of a place here where the, it's a family owned thing. A couple owns it. And the wife of the couple, the, the husband runs the place is in there every day, you know, run, making the restaurant happen. And the wife books bands. And I would be shocked if she's paying any attention to what's happening in other venues. I think she's very insular and doesn't look outside her own domain really at all. Um, I might be wrong about that, but it's just the sense I get. And then there are other people who are really watching and really looking and very much have their finger on the, on the, on the pulse of the scene. And um, so you just kind of have to be aware that both are out there. And then, you know, your, your investment in what seems like sure things Mm-hmm. right? It's worth marketing something that you've already got because who knows who else is looking. Yep. So yeah, it's a good note. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we'll just, we'll just have to wait and see, you know, my, my aim is to, to get this band up to, up to fight and shape and, um, you know, just going out this summer and, and getting as much business as we can. Yeah. Um, whether I'm, uh, you know, up on up front doing it or you know i th- I think the cool thing about having an, an alternate vocalist is that i can i could show up and just be i just be a guitar player if i want yeah that's kind of cool or just be in the room yeah i could i could go to a sh- i could go you to one of my could own shows. go to one of your own shows you'd be in the Wouldn't audience that be something? for your own show that'd be so killer be pretty cool so yeah um this is a you know this is an in, in a a tale of inspiration i love it Slow and steady, but really slow and fairly steady. <laughs> but it wins the race eventually. It does. Yeah. Eventually. 
So yeah, good stuff. Very cool. Um, I I don't know if we want to to dip our toes into the whole Taylor Hawkins thing. I feel like that was kind of like a high note, but yeah, I think it's worth noting. You know, it's a sad thing. It's a it's a it's a really hard thing, and um, uh, I think I I don't think I have a single thing I could add to what you said on YouTube about it. I think it was perfect what you said. So maybe we just let that stand as our statement. Yeah. Um, this was one of those things where, uh, I didn't script it out. Uh, I know a lot of our videos tend to be real tight and concise. Uh, this one, I, uh, I wrote just kind of some, some basic things down and just talked, uh, into, into a camera for 20 some odd minutes and cut it down to about 15 and did my best to, um, articulate how I was feeling about it. And, um, you know, it, it can be weird to, to think about how sad you can be about somebody passing away that you don't know personally, but yeah. I, di- I did my best to try to, you know, put words to why that may be the case. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm, I'm sad for the prospect of not getting to see the Foo Fighters, you know? I don't know what's going to happen now. Well, here's the thing. I, no, nobody's nobody's ever going to be Taylor. Can't. It's right? Impossible. But somebody could be themselves the way he was himself in that same role. Yeah, that's a cool way to say that. So, who knows? Who knows? I, you, you, you know Dave's not done. Yeah. He, he, he should... It's, it's right to cancel the, the, the tour. It's right to take some time. I think that's all right. Um, but you know Dave's not done. So we'll see. But yeah, I we'll mean, see. rest in peace. Totally. And, uh, you know, well wishes to the guys in the band and, um, Taylor's family and just, man, yeah. just yeah. what, a, what yeah. a sad, unfortunate thing. Yeah. It's just a massive loss. Yeah. And if you want, if you want to, uh, kind of hear that whole kind of unpacking of that, uh, check out YouTube. Actually, I put it out, um, today. Cause I just, I felt like it was important. I feel like it was worth sharing. So, uh, I, I didn't hold on to our, you know, we do this on Fridays thing. So, yeah. uh, you can check that out as soon as you're done listening to this. It's already up and up and at them. So, cool. uh, yeah. Well, there you go. What a roller coaster of an, of an episode. No kidding. We started high. We ended low ups, downs, ins, outs. What have you? I promised you what it was a true journey. at the very really beginning. Was. I promised you. Indeed. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you're doing well. I hope things are warming up for you. Uh, the South is, is I'm, I'm having like serious whiplash. It's, it, it was 80, 81 today. No, yeah. it was 81 yesterday. It was 68 <laughs> today. Right. And there's no telling what's going to happen next week. It could be, it could, it could be in the thirties again. It's always a mystery. All I know is that everything is covered in pollen and I am, very sneezy yes although i will say in north carolina at least april is our best month the weather like today was gorgeous like with the with the there was like a breeze and it was it was warm but not hot but everything was just caked yeah in pollen that's true that's true oh well yeah i hope i hope things are less polleny for you and um things are opening up and and you're gonna get back out there uh, I do have a call scheduled uh, with that guy. Um, I think tomorrow he was like, "Call me tonight around ten 30. I was like, "I don't think probably I don't, I don't not." Think I, can do that. I, yeah. I will. I will be calling you in in the morning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, 
good things on the horizon and looking forward to taking some time off and going to uh, Colorado. Like I said, if you've got any solid picks, uh, coverbankcompetential.gmail.com. I'd love to hear them. But otherwise, we'll go ahead and wrap it for this week. Thanks again. If you want to support us, listen to the Moss. There he is. Adam Moskowitz from the, from the Van Band. He's going to tell you all about it. Uh, that being said, in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of April 1st, 2022. But there is no April Fool on this one. No, we're not doing it. No, the, you know, the episode's going to come out. Yeah. For real. It's, yeah. It's not like a trick. No, here we are. This is... You're probably listening to it right now. I, I promise you are. Okay. Bye. Bye. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all the socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins! The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and bag of vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm-hmm.